Little what up, Doe. Little known fact. What up, Doe could also mean, hey, how are you? Or are you want to fight? Which one did Isaiah Stewart use? You want to fight? Oh, okay. I, yeah, it's, it's one of those words, man. It's, it's like roll tie. Has multiple meanings. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that ESPN commercial? Yep. All the, they were at a funeral. Roll tie, roll tie. Roll damn tie. What up, though? Could mean, hey. Or it could mean, oh, for real? You got beef? Okay. Like or you could be that lone Titan fan last night yelling, what up, doe? All by yourself. <laughs> that person needs to call. We still meetings. need to hear from them today. <laughs> a local community icon, a hero. All right, let's have this J.J. McCarthy conversation. We touched on it briefly yesterday in a blitz. David had a mock draft. Where is J.J. going? I think he was 12th in that mock draft. Correct. The ringer has a mock out today has him going eighth to the Atlanta Falcons. I saw an NFL reporter say there is significantly higher interest on J.J. McCarthy than they could have imagined. A source says a team has him as QB2 on their board. I don't know where this is going to get to by draft night, but I have a few questions. One, how high is outrageously high for J.J. McCarthy to go in this draft? And two, is the hype out of control? Outrageously high. I, I think like JJ, if he went one or two, you'd be like, oh, come on. If he went one or two, all of a sudden, I think you're now hitting that, that Baker Mayfield. Like, where did this come from? What do these people know that I don't, that I didn't see? Do you think top 10 is reasonable? No, I don't. You don't? I don't. And that's not to take away. It's just his body. I look at his body of work. And the fact that, yeah, people are probably, well, he had this game. Yeah, like they won the majority of the games without him. They ran the ball. It was Blake Corn. Really got things done in the dime. But other than that, because of the body of work, I would say probably like 15 to 30, I would see him. See, you see him yeah. as a middle to back end of the first round guy. Yeah. Okay. I see him like in the mix, I, like person. Like I would probably go with Bo Nix. Now I know David is saying he's anti Bo Nix and he's they're anti Michael Penix because they're too old. My thing is I don't care if I'm a team that's ready to win right now. Like you're the Vikings and all you need is a quarterback. I want a guy who's a little older. I want a guy that has been around for a while. Granted, it's college, but yeah, I I see JJ going to a team where. You know what? He could sit and learn for your whole draft and stash. He could sit, learn for a year. You got a quarterback that maybe you don't know what you're going to do with him. Like, this is one where had the Lions not taken Hendon Hooker, if you took J.J. and said, okay, we're going to roll the dice and see what we're going to do with the quarterback next year. If not, we'll go younger. I don't know if you're ready to, because if you get drafted in the top 10, you're the franchise. You're the quarterback. You don't get to sit. This ain't the Steve McNair year where you get to sit for a couple of years and learn. You're going to be in there by week three or four. You're the you're QB one. Teams picking in the first round early that need a quarterback. Chicago one, Washington two, New England three. Skip Arizona and the Chargers. Giants at six. Tennessee at seven. You could make an argument. Atlanta at eight. Definitely. 
Minnesota 11, Denver 12, Las Vegas 13. I would argue New Orleans 14 needs a long-term answer, a quarterback. A lot of teams need a quarterback. And we see this every year. Jake Locker probably went went higher than he should have gone, right? Christian Ponder went higher than he should have gone. So what I need people to understand, I think there are, are people listening to this right now going, you are out of your mind that J.J. McCarthy would go as high as people have him going. I'm here to tell you, when teams flip on the tape, they're going to see that he makes throws that NFL quarterbacks make, and some that NFL quarterbacks can't make. They're going to say the ceiling is there, the upside is there. We can make it work. He's got the size. He's got the mobility. He's got the zip on the throws. While we want to see twice as many of them on tape, we think he's capable of making those throws. Rico, it won't surprise me if this guy goes in the top 10. It won't. You don't have to agree with it. Maybe your evaluation's different. But, guys, I think this is going to be a thing where J.J. is going to be thrust into a top 10 pick. If he goes top 10, he's not Q. I don't think he's QB2. No, I think even that sounds a little ridiculous. Because QB2 means, here's your, here's your, means pick two. Here's your Jim Costa value. Value. According to FanDuel. J.J. McCarthy as the number two overall pick, plus 3,000. So if you really believe that and you think I'm crazy, you go ahead and, yeah, bet it. So I'm curious. We have Michigan fans listening. You watched him very closely for years. Do you think this guy's a top 10 pick? And how high is too high for J.J. McCarthy? Because I don't know that people expected this, but it does feel predictable to me. Teams desperately need a quarterback. The skill set is there. They look at him like a project, maybe. I mean, Josh Allen was was a raw prospect coming out of college, right? People go, I don't know, his completion percentage is kind of low. Didn't Buffalo take him in the top 10? Eighth overall, something like that? Yeah, so it was close to you. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, I mean, Atlanta's picking eight. Tell me Atlanta. They miss out on one, two, and three at the position. And they're sitting there at eight. Is it really ridiculous to suggest Atlanta would draft J.J. McCarthy eighth overall? I don't think so. But see, that's why I think Atlanta would go with an, a guy that you saw put up the video game stats like a Bo Nix, who day, night after night, he went out there and he just kept putting up numbers. Whereas, as you say, J.J. has throws. He's got moments. He's got quarters. These guys got games to say that we did it for the entire game. That Yeah, that, that was me sitting there at the Heisman ceremony. So, yeah. 248-539-9797. David, as a Michigan football fan, J.J. was seen as a game manager at times. Threw three touchdowns against Alabama in the playoff win, and you saw pro throws. What do you think? I think I think top 10 is high for him to get selected in, but I won't be surprised to see it because we're already seeing the hype train now, and they haven't done interviews they haven't done workouts. Nothing's happened yet with teams. And yet there are teams falling in love with the tape that they see. They're going to fall in love with the personality because he's a great dude. He knows how to talk well, speaks well. Like He was a leader. He was a leader. They're going to love that part. So when you start adding that they love the tape already and then will love that, I can see him in the top ten. I just think that's too high. And while I don't know how much you put on this, teams are going to say, winner. Now, you and I both know they won with 
special defense. I don't quality see that offensive standard line. right now to thing, say they can make that. Some people cite twenty six and one. I, North Carolina one was like, wow. I want to judge the throws he makes, and I think there's enough of those on tape. You want more? Sure. Well, here's but teams, see, I think there will be NFL teams that value the whole winner thing. They're going to say the guy started so many games and, and went 26-1. and won. Here's the other thing, and, and you know what? Shame on all of us because the Lions were good yeah. and we forgot about. Guys, what's, what's one thing that's, that's the constant when it comes to combine and draft talk? Um, Nobody tells you the truth. Everybody sends up smoke signals. You think this is smoke? I, no, think every year there's guys who all of a sudden rise up, and then when the draft comes along, you're like, "I thought you were gonna take him." Well, yeah, I didn't. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Destin Adams is the guy who says some teams view him as QB three, and one has him as QB two. That's the latest report. He's uh, the Colts beat writer, or a Colts beat writer. And just in general, a lot of these mocks have him going up and up and up. I mean, yesterday it was 12. Today it's 8. The idea that J.J. is the top 10 pick, does that seem right to you? We'll get some thoughts. It's 97.1. Talking J.J. McSizzle. J.J. McLaserbeams. Whatever nickname we're going with these days. J.J. McCarthy and his draft stock. Some of you might not be ready for this. He's going to be a top 10 pick. This is becoming industry consensus. Mock drafts are just the start of it. Reports from beat writers, reports from insiders, the whispers that the momentum around J.J. McCarthy is real. Enrico, this doesn't surprise me. If you watched him play, he has the size, the mobility, and he makes throws that some NFL quarterbacks can't make. Do I wish, from an evaluation standpoint, he had thrown... 150 more passes last season? Sure. That he had two years of heavy passing reps? Yes, but he didn't. And I think that's what makes it harder for people to get on board with the fact that he's a top 10 quarterback. But I see it. And I, I my question is, do you guys see it? I mean, I'm talking to Michigan fans. We got a huge portion of Michigan fans listening. Do you feel like your guy is a top 10 pick? 248-539-9797. You know what? I'm going to simplify that. Not a top 10 pick. Let's just stick with the quarterbacks. Okay. Because he's moving up in the ranks. Yeah. Is he one of the top three quarterbacks in this year's draft? <sighs> if he keeps moving up like that, then you're telling me he's he's challenging the Drake Mays of the world. The Jaden Daniels. The Jaden Daniels of the world. Should his name be in there and we should be talking about the top four quarterbacks mm. instead of just the top three? Big four. Should it be the big four? Is he that guy? Did he leapfrog Bo Nix? And Michael Penix. And Michael it, it, Penix. That part feels, at least at this stage of the draft process, long process. Like he's separating he is ahead of those guys. Right. Yeah. Like, and he is now moving into that upper tier of the top three quarterbacks plus J.J. So yeah. do you feel that J.J. is making this the big four instead of the top three? Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. I noticed nobody's talking about him going eight to the Falcons, Penix to the Falcons, right. Nix to the Falcons. It's J.J. Right. So... For, for me, if you're a GM and you take him, you're gambling. Well, that's true of any of these guys. I, I know, but you want to try to hedge your bets. And okay, because if you if you take JJ, JJ's going to feel like a little bit of smartest man in the room syndrome. And that's what gets a lot of GMs fired. Where if you take 
a guy that everybody just said you have to take and he fails well you look around and say well who else we're going to take you know that 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 like Bryce Young Bryce Young was something that everybody said had to go number 1 so if Carolina had passed on him and took taken CJ Stroud people would have been roasting this guy now it turned out to be you took the wrong quarterback as least as of now but that's what i mean it's some picks they're excusable because you could say guys everybody would have taken this guy and then there are other picks that are smartest man in the room type of picks where I think C.J. Stroud was that guy last year where, really, he had low test scores and, you know, he, he couldn't beat Michigan and he couldn't do all of this stuff. And are you really sure you want to take C.J. Stroud? And the Texans said, yeah, we do. And he wins rookie of the year. Smartest man in the room, when you do it right, you're the Texans. When you do it wrong, you're the Niners taking Trey Lance moving up. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And now you got to swallow your pride. And how quickly can we jettison ourselves away from this guy and start over? I mean, my point is teams make these big swings all the time. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. I'm not telling you the guy's going to have a Hall of Fame career or he's going to make some GM look really smart. I'm telling you he will go in the top 10. And the question is, could he be QB3? We're early enough in the process. Sure, he could be QB3. Let's get to Josh. You're on 97.1. 6'3", 220, mobile as an arm, can make all the throws. Rico, you're killing me, man. It is unbelievable kind of how you're just downgrading J.J. here. And hold, I on, think it's your hold, bi- hold on, Josh. Let me just stop you right there. We're going to have a conversation. Okay. Let's have it. I'm basing it off of what I saw him do and what he did at Michigan. I, what, what, what do you want me to base it off of? So, Rico, just look at the – and – the biggest games look at Alabama look at these games where he had to show up yes he doesn't throw the ball 30 times a game he's not going to have the stats that's given it's Michigan we run the ball but okay so, 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 them, so, so, no, no. so why are you saying I'm being biased because because it's Michigan he doesn't have the no, stats no, no. yeah he doesn't have the stats but you have to look at his tape and the throws that he makes how accurate he is where he places these balls, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Caleb Williams, Penix, these guys are throwing to wide open receivers. These guys are just wide open. It's not hard to make those throws. JJ, the throws that he makes on those outs to the sideline or in the middle of the field, right over a linebacker's heads, right in the hands. You gotta look at that stuff. And that's what that's why he's rising up boards, is because scouts are seeing that. And and they love that stuff. And he has an arm and he's mobile. And he's a great leader. Yeah, they're looking no, at no, traits more than stats. But that's but, Josh. But Josh that's what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, I saw all of that, and I, I maybe you missed what I said. I wish I would have seen more of that rather than picks and picking and choosing certain spots where I saw people like Bo Nix doing it nonstop every game, putting up numbers like that. I got Rico, that in bits and pieces from JJ. Hmm? Rico, that was his offense he was in. Those guys are going to naturally make those had those plays when jj needed to step up when michigan needed him they counted on him and he made those plays okay let me let me try to summarize both of the conversations you guys are having here bo nix threw 45 touchdowns this year jj didn't throw 45 touchdowns the last two seasons if i did my math right on that yeah, J.J. had 22 this year, 22 last year. You better year. stop. No, you're being biased. No, but let me finish. You're being biased. Let me finish. Because Michigan. 
these NFL teams aren't counting stats. They're looking for traits. Traits will be more important than stats, and right. that's why J.J. is a real and, conversation and as I here. Said, I, me, needed to see more of that. I saw it. Yeah. I didn't see it consistently. So it's not bias. I don't see it through the maize and blue glasses where, oh, my God. But if you just extrapolate this and that, or I could just look at what I saw on the field. I could look at a Penn State game where he didn't throw the pass, a pass at all in the second half. But that's Michigan, and that's the offense. Not my problem. I don't care. He didn't throw it. I needed to see more of that. I needed to see more of what I saw in the Rose Bowl, what I saw in the uh, national championship game. If I saw more of that, I would feel comfortable saying, yeah, he belongs in there. But when your own team doesn't ask him to do that, how am I the bad guy? How do you evaluate him? It's part of the question. Scott, you're on 97.1. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's up? Um, I don't don't understand all this love for J.J. McCarthy. I really don't. I see a guy that hid behind a great run game and a great defense his entire time in college. The guy throws these lame duck passes to the perimeter. He can't hit anybody on the perimeter. He can throw the ball well over the middle of the field. But when it comes to nut-cutting time, the guy just can't get it done. I think he's overrated. And if you want to talk about traits, we can go ahead and talk about traits. You know what? Taylor Heineke had some really great traits, but that it doesn't translate to physical tools to get it done on the field. J.J. McCarthy, everybody's all high and mighty on him because they're looking at, at him through these maize and blue glasses. You know what? The guy's a bum, and he's going to wind up struggling in the NFL. He's a backup quarterback at best, period, and bottom line. Scott, do you think other GMs are maize and blue fans? Absolutely. Okay. I just want to make sure they all got their degrees from the Ross Business School. No. That's I, why they're no, going to no. pay. I, I think what helps, like, look, when you have Jim Harbaugh has a voice. And when he says, hey, guys, you may be missing the mark because Jim knows maybe we didn't use him the right way. Don't let my ignorance be biased against him. He just didn't go out and do it. So that leads me, well, if your team didn't ask you to do that, what makes me think you could do it consistently in the NFL? But this guy just called him a bum. Okay. He's not a bum. Okay. Jay, and He's here's Taylor what, Heineke. David, here's what's going to happen. Real call. We just People took it. It happened you down. I called him a bum. I did. Oh, you that didn't was, call him I a bum. That, that, that's listeners. Okay. Don't worry about the listeners, Rico. What Come I'm on. Say, what I'm saying is this. He's not a bum. I just needed to see more. Like, for him... His pro day is going to really tell me what he's going to do. Because if I'm J.J., I'm not throwing at the combine. I'm not doing anything at the combine. I'm riding this. Everybody loving me right now? You can only go down. Wait till your pro day. Go to Ann Arbor. Put up great stats at home, and you'll stay there. You go to the combine, man, you make one little mistake, and you're in trouble. One mistake, and next thing you know, you went from being drafted fifth to 15th to maybe not even in the first round. I'm just happy we had Scott calling because people like Scott are listening and going, I think he's a third rounder. He's a fourth rounder. I'm preparing you. He will go in the top 10. Jake Locker went in the top 10. Josh Allen went in the top 10. These guys were not polished pro prospects. They had upside. They had traits. They had tools. We may be having two different conversations. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't fit him for a gold jacket. I said, guys, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm not trying to be the first one to tell you. Other people are already bringing it up. JJ to the top 10. And the I question about is, is, is he okay? It's the conversation we're having. It's 97 1.
trying to have a conversation about J.J. McCarthy. I say trying. We get people calling him a bum. I don't think he's a bum. I think the evaluation's hard. He didn't trail a lot. He didn't throw a lot. Yeah, you but brought that no up doubt. in the break. Yeah, like, okay, Rico, I, I, I said it to you before we put the mics on here. How many times was Michigan trailing this season to where it's obvious passing situations, first, second, and third down, he's got to drop back and reliably hit guys and move the chains and move the sticks? Not often. It wasn't often. But here's the thing. There were other programs who, and I think this is why Harbaugh is campaigning for him right now. They just said, we're going to destroy this team. Like when Michael Penix walked into East Lansing, we all knew what was going to happen. And when you look at, when you look at the highlights that they show, he's in a white jersey. He's coming down a tunnel with the green lights on. That's Spartan Stadium. He's lighting them up. And basically they said, go out there, do your thing for the first half because this is what NFL teams want to see. We're going to design plays. Michigan didn't do J.J. favors by the type of offense that they ran because it was just turn around, hand the ball off, turn around, hand the ball off, well, turn Michi- around, hand the ball off. Michigan's first priority was to win a national title. No, no, it and, was. And, and, and I, so just I know you're not blaming them. Their first priority, what is it going to take to win a national title? We got a great defense. We got a run game. J.J. will make plays when needed. And he did fairly consistently pop plays that are NFL worthy. I'm just trying to be fair. He's not going to go one or two because he didn't do them repeatedly and he didn't do them trailing. And there are some gaps in the evaluation. But I do believe he's going in the top 10. And that's the question that we asked people today is, do you see it? Do you see him as a top 10 pick? Throw the stats out. Look at the traits. There's enough teams that need a quarterback. Someone's going to take this guy pretty high. 248-539-9797. Let's get to Kyle. You're on 97.1. Hey guys, love the show. Um, first off, disclo- full disclosure: I, I'm a huge Michigan fan. I love JJ, but my gut tells me he's not going to be a good pro. Um, I think he, he's got a lot of upside, but the problem is I see more um, bad Brett Favre comparisons than I do good comparisons. I think I think I've seen him make a lot of throw, get away with a lot of throws at the college level that he's not going to get away with at the pro level. I think there's a learning curve. I mean, that's obvious. There's a learning curve, but I'll, I'll concede that. Yeah, I think I think there will be challenges that he hasn't seen when he gets to the NFL, and how he handles the adversity is still an unknown. No. And Kyle, I hope I, I'm not trying to like couch the opinion. I don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. I'm just telling you, you teams are going to draft him. I'm telling you, teams are going to like what they see when they put the tape on, and he's going to go higher than people realize. But how long will the tape be? Is the question. Yeah, you're right. They click it on. It's two and a half minutes instead of. Like, you know, okay, these are good hour. highlights. Let's see the whole game. Wait. That was he, it. Did he throw the ball in the second half? That was it. So, Kyle, appreciate the phone call. Let's get George's thoughts. George, you're on 97.1. Hello. Hey, what's up, there bud? There he is. Oh, man, you. Like I was saying, I don't know who don't like McCarthy. They don't like football. He is the next Brady. Look at what Brady did when he was at Michigan. He didn't throw a whole lot. He didn't do a lot. Came in at the bottom of the pile. McCarthy is that guy. He got it done in three years. Yeah. What's, What's going see, on in the background there? What's the seatbelt on, man? 
we're looking for I mean I'm glad he didn't set the bar high I'm really glad he didn't say yeah he didn't set it high we're like I he don't know, will man. be the next Tom Brady will he go top 10 he'll be the unquestioned greatest of all time so basically we are now looking at the guy that's going to usurp Mahomes well Mahomes is no good it, no, he, Mahomes has but it, give JJ what five years and he'll have four Super Bowls is what this guy is saying. Give him three years to have four Super Bowls. That's how good he is. Wow. All right. <laughs> I like that. This is incredible. It's 97 1. <laughs> All right, guys. There was talk that maybe, just maybe, Patrick Mahomes is the new GOAT, the greatest of all time. He's going to pass up Tom Brady. Two part question. If he does what I'm about to say, will this make him better than Brady? And that's, can the Chiefs win three in a row? Never been done in NFL Super Bowl history. You've had teams that have come close. Going back to 60, you had the Packers, Dolphins, Steelers, Steelers, 49ers, Cowboys, Broncos, Patriots. None have gotten that last title to go three in a row. First question. Can the Chiefs go three in a row? Can, yes. Odds, odds against them, no. The AFC's loaded. You're going to have the team in Detroit charging in the NFC. Odds are, no, they won't three-peat. Can they? Yes. I don't think they will, and I think it depends on, I know what he said at the parade, but it depends on Chris Jones. It really depends on if they get that deal done early, or if it still goes into training camp. If the Chiefs happen to win three in a row, mm-hmm. is Patrick Mahomes now better than Tom Brady? He's already better than Brady. He's not more accomplished than Brady. 
because he has now done something that Brady could not do. No quarterback in NFL history was able to do if Mahomes wins three in a row. There will be people that say Mahomes has to win seven, and if he wins a three-peat, he would still be at four. I think just pound for pound, throw for throw, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Three-peat or not. Look, I bleed blue, okay? So there's no way that someone... No, I don't think he's better than Brady now. I don't think he'll ever be better than Brady. I don't. Ever? What if he wins 10 Super Bowls? Okay, well, I don't think he'll get What if he wins point. 50 Super Bowls, He doesn't David. get to seven, so... You don't think he'll get to seven? No. That's a lot. No, I don't think so. Maybe he's six years in. He's got three. Yeah, there's going to be a lull, though. There's going to be a period of his career where he doesn't get to the Super Bowl. You promise? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a lot of people who are sick of him. You promise? <laughs> Sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs. Should Steve, the uh, defensive coordinator, should Steve Spagnola just stay as a coordinator and give up ever being a head coach? He is the only four-time coordinator to win, to be on a Super Bowl winning team. Should he just change his Indeed.com page and just say, I am a DC and that's it? Yeah, I mean... You would have thought he would have had another shot to be a head coach at some point. Hasn't happened. I think he's very comfortable. In a lot of ways, kind of like Ben Johnson in Detroit. You got a good thing going. You're in complete control. You're winning a lot. And unlike Ben Johnson, he's longer in the tooth. Yeah, I think he stays as a DC. Yeah, it's interesting because there's there's a quote from him earlier in the year saying he would love to be a head coach again. I How think, did nobody interview this guy? I, I, I think he's smart to just stay a DC. Just stay a coordinator. You're good. Keep winning. Because, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're not cut out to be this, but you know what? You're going to be the highest paid coordinator of all time. Is he the best DC in football? Got to be, right? Four different Super Bowl defenses, and he's the reason they pivoted in this era of the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. He's the first person they signed. So the Super Bowl was over. He got the first contract. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, they re-signed him. Yeah, they, they made sure he was there. Now, it's not Kansas City Radio, but the Chiefs are interesting right now. Yep, they're hot. Is Eric B. Enemy going to be the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs? He's without Rumors, a job right now. Rumor has it they may be bringing him back. Problem is they already got an O.C. Two co-O.C.s. Can you really have a co-O.C.? I really do it in college. No, one guy's got to call the plays. Could I see a reunion? See, I, see, I think yes. it's just a little too close to home. Is, well, because yeah. he left to try to better himself as a head coaching right. candidate. If you come back, you've admitted you're never going to be a head coach. Yes, no. It's almost you inviting, wait, we moved past him, no, right? Is, now is, you're bringing him back in the house. But isn't that his best fit? He's not going to be a head coach. He's not. So then be the best position coach you can be on you, you that sure team that? where you have familiarity. You sure he's not going to be a head coach one day? Because my thinking is, if you're returning, wouldn't it be a package deal and say, look, Andy, two oh, years. Oh, what that, like the Jerry Mayo thing and, and then uh, mm-hmm. for the Patriots. Where his contract says, you're the next head coach would whenever you, he leaves. Why would you promise him that? They promise it to Mayo, so it's it's possible. It's happened in the NFL before, okay. so I just, it's, you know. And the, it's league, and the league kept it quiet. The league knew about the Jerry Mayo thing, and they said, yeah, okay. Sticking with coordinators. Steve Wilkes, fired. San Francisco coordinator, D.C. This man has just led a hard life. I mean, he's been in situations. He had the third best scoring defense last year. 
but you lose the game. You were holding Mahomes to 19 points in the, you know, in 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 regular in the regular game. You lose in overtime. The Niners fire him. Reason being for me, I don't think he ever really made that his defense. But that's not the question. The question is, who do they replace him with? Because there's some interesting names out there. One, Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll. Mike Vrabel. Some experienced head coaches. And Ron Rivera. Okay. If you're the Niners. Some heavy hitters. Do you go with one of the former coaches who just got fired and bring them in knowing it's probably going to be one of those one-and-done type of situations because they just want to be around football? Or do you go younger? The answer is probably you take any of them. I don't know that any of them want to take a year as a coordinator rather than just wait and be a head coach. Well... I think ideally, idealistically, they're looking at Belichick, but Belichick doesn't fit their system. But he's Bill Belichick, so he's available. It's like, how do you not pick up the phone and call? But from what I'm hearing, Bosa, Vrabel have a relationship that that oh. may be something that wouldn't be that far-fetched. Also, Pete Carroll from that area wants to be in football. He's got nothing to do right now. Two names. Just David, do any of those names make sense to you? No, not to me. A name that makes sense that you did not mention, you talk about relationships. Brand, why not Brandon Staley? He's also on that list. Ran as well. a similar defense. He knows Bosa because he coached his brother. And he doesn't have the head coaching prospects yes. after flaming out. So this is a rehabilitation spot more appealing for him. So I said, you go younger. Yeah. So, okay. And Wilkes did get a raw deal, by the way. The only touchdown they gave up in regulation was off the muffed punt. or the, the it, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that you gave up a ton of yards. Your three playoff games, you gave up a ton of yards against the Packers, a ton of yards against the Lions, and then you couldn't shut down Mahomes. And I know that's asking a lot with no green law, but that means that you didn't develop a backup. So, yes, I feel sorry for the man. I wouldn't want to sit next to him on a plane during a thunderstorm, okay? He's just an unlucky guy. Yeah. Didn't he only get one year when he was the coach of the Cardinals? I think, I think so. I think he got a one year. The interim, as, yeah. And then the same thing happened with the Panthers. Yeah. He took over in the middle of the year. They started winning. Okay, we're still going to fire they you. They were fighting for the playoffs. Right. And they said, no, no, thank you. They're going to fire you. All right. Uh, real quick. Did the Seahawks make the right choice? Because today they decided, guys, we're going to go ahead and pay Geno Smith that $12.7 million. We're keeping him. We're going to guarantee that money for next year. They're out the quarterback market, or are they? But did the Seahawks make a mistake in keeping Geno Smith? I think they're hedging their bets because they still may draft a quarterback and then they don't have to force that guy out onto the field week one. I think JJ. they're covering their ass. Maybe it is JJ. No, nah, that's not high enough. 16th is their nah, pick. too low. He's slumming it at that point. <laughs> Finally, this. On March 17th, Denver has to decide, what do you do with Russell Wilson? Dumpster. I think he's going to be owed $38 million. Expensive dumpster. Do you resign him? Do you trade him? Or do you just really can get him to consider being done? Did I miss something? I thought they were all but guaranteed to cut him. Wasn't that the, the plan, that they're just going to release him? Still, I don't know that there's that's, a market. That, that's a lot of dead cap space. You bite the bullet. Like If, if I'm going to pay the money... Why not just keep him on the team and make him a backup? Yeah, but if I'm Russ, let him let him let him rot. 
give me my money, you cut me, whatever. I get what I get. Let them rot. No, don't trade me and you save money. No, none of that. So you're saying just you walk away. Yeah. If you're him, you walk away. Yeah, go somewhere else. San Francisco. <sighs> Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Hey, David. He's thank un- you. No, he's thank you. dangerous. He's unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, you can miss that exit in Pittsburgh. I mean, and they, they got subways in Pittsburgh, right? I guess they, they can sell sandwiches. Ethan, weirdly. That's your NFL Blitz 97.